know that it can be better. Money is everywhere. I tell this to the lions all the time. Like money's everywhere. You just got to figure out how to go get it. You know, I love, you know, when Grant Cardone says, who got my money? Who got my money? Like I got to go these places because they've got my money. And it's so true. It is having that posture and that mindset, knowing what you're worth. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, I got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. It's Eva Palacios, you in the house. What's up? Yes, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Good. It's going to be hot today, like crazy hot. Like I'm excited. Rid- yeah, like ridiculous <laughs> hot, like 10, what, 105 or something like that. Something crazy. Yeah, like- we were, you, you know, you had invited us to come over. Um, Again today. I know. We were over yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Great time, by the way. <laughs> Loved it. Um, I know. Pool I love, party. I love seeing the boys and Chauncey just all up in the pool, just lounging, no cares in the world. That was, it was cool. Fun. It was super uh, the fun. Vibes, the vibes were nice. You had like the, you know, they got the hot dogs and the, you had a spread going for us. That was just really awesome. <laughs> I, I, you know, what's crazy is like, I mean, I don't know if any if you've noticed because, you know, you've been in the house a couple of times like we've been in this house. It'll be three years in October. And like, it's so plain, like I haven't designed it like there's no decor. But the day before yesterday, it was my mm-hmm. friend's birthday and they like literally just bought their house, like maybe like not even six months ago. And it looks like a magazine. So me and Will I show mean- up and I'm like. I need my house to look like this. Like, what? Like, what are we doing? Okay, show me a picture of theirs because yours, I mean, it's not, it's not bad. There's like no pictures on the wall. There's no like decor. I'm like, I need decor. I need to look like a magazine. Well, you, you're making me feel even worse because you, I don't, I, don't, I was going to tell you this. And my son, he, uh, he was like, uh, I like Miss Eva's house. Aww. And I was like, that's cool. I was like, what do you like about it? He was like, it's new. <laughs> Like, all right, you know, and who cool is thing this? About, CJ, CJ, okay. CJ, yeah. Well, the cool thing about it though, we we, we recently went uh, like house shopping, we've been looking around mm-hmm. at different model homes, and so they've yes. been really enjoying that. So, your house reminded them of what that looks like, what a new house looks like. So, I don't know what you're talking about, but uh, no, but, I need yeah. like vases and color schemes oh. and stuff, <laughs> okay? Well, it looks pretty nice. And, so, and, um, <laughs> the, the decor, like the table, like the tablecloth and like yeah. the little containers that the food was in, like that was all like bought the morning of. Hey, I'm I, it don't matter to me. It was cool. I was like, um, we need to make this look nice. Yeah, and it did. And it felt very inviting and, and welcoming. I really appreciate that. Uh, we had a really great time. Yeah. Um, probably probably too much fun. I think my, my boys were, were there. They had a little too much fun. They knocked out. It's, which is that's great like the purpose the purpose yeah. is eat well, swim the sun drain them so when they go home out like a light yes well it wasn't quite just out right away you know oh. you know that they're they got to protest right they got to like fight 
<laughs> so, so you have to deal with that and then they finally go to bed and then so it was cool but uh they slept really long uh, which is really cool johnson had a great time you, you got her uh nice and um uh well i'll just say she was uh she was feeling the uh the, the, the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool um yeah so it was overall a good time thank you so much for inviting us i know we talked about this like a long time in the podcast uh, you've been inviting us and i keep figuring out we yeah we don't yeah but thank you oh that was awesome. You better now Johnson's going to be over there. I don't all care the time. if you show up late, but you better show up. Yeah. Well, Johnson's going to be over there, over there all the time now. So, yes. Come on. Congrats. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, what else? Uh, what else is going on with you this week? Anything else? Um, no. I mean, no? I don't know. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I got tons of tons of work, which is good. Tons of good Definitely work. Definitely tons of work. Yes. Definitely. For sure. Oh, you know what? I saw something too. We're gonna to talk about this later. Oh, but um, things are about to get big. I think I would just. I'm just gonna say that. Oh, okay. Just put that out there. We haven't had that conversation yet, so we haven't yet. So we're not gonna have it now. But <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, there's Charles just been is gonna crank up the flame on me. <laughs> oh man, yes, we are for real. Um, and the thing is, because you know what, I started to think about it, uh, and. It, <sighs> You know, part of this journey, and we, we talk about this a lot, but we talked about mindset recently, right? And yeah. how mindset is something that, like, you know, is so pivotal, is so important when it comes to improving your personal finances and personal credit. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us really, really understand it. Even if we start the journey, we kind of think it's a little, like, you know, check this box, do this and that. It, that's part of it. But there's right. this big part about mindset. And the interesting thing about being, 40 years old, which I am, and trying to change my mind is such a hard, like, intensive thing, right? Because I start thinking really? about, well, for me, maybe not for you, but but for, for, for me, it is, I think, because of how long I've been thinking one way, right? Yeah. And it's hard to break the cycle. Like, it's hard. Like, if you're, like, been doing it for so long, it's like, okay, wait a minute. Like, I've been taught this my entire life. Yes. Now you're telling me something different. Yes. And this is interesting because when you're raised a certain way and, and, and this is the thing, like you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. And I was just, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, kind of how I was raised and how I was raised around money um, or the lack thereof. Right. We talk about we joked about how, you know. <laughs> Fair word was broke, you know, when I was growing up. <laughs> the um, mail just got shredded. The mail just got, well, <laughs> see, you keep saying shredded. That's fancy. No, we just threw it away. We just put it in the trash. Like, we ain't shredded nothing. It's just put it in the trash. Um, yeah, my, you know, for those who don't remember that story, didn't hear it, you know, basically when I was growing up and, you know, my dad would ask me to go get the mail and I'd go get the mail, I'd hand it to him and I'd start walking away. He'd be like, hold on, stand right there. And then he would, right in front of me, he'd go, all right, uh, bills, bills bills. Okay. I'll keep this bills, bills. All right. Then he'd hand me the bills and say, throw that away. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I kid you not. Right. And so, you know, this is me seven, eight years old. This is like my first really, like, I didn't even know what bills were. I just knew you threw them in the trash. Bills all, go in the trash. That's all I knew. That's, that's the connection I have. Bills oh, go in the trash. That's so and so, sad. you know, as I got older, of course, I, you know, that's not exactly what I did, but in some ways that was like, you know, kind of built in me, like, you know, I don't know if I got to deal with this right now. I don't want right. to deal with it. So maybe, you know, do something else. And so anyway, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about like, you know, 
how we're raising our kids and how we're getting brought up um, around like, you know, finances and, you know, kind of like how that transition of, you know, what we were taught younger to how we you know, evolve older. I kind of want to hear more of your story about that, Eva, like, because uh, it's interesting because you've mentioned it sometimes about how your dad was, how your mom was. Yeah. But how did it really inform you? And like, why did you become, you know, this person that you are in terms of helping everybody else, you know, put the light bulb on. So, so talk to us a little about that. Start with the beginning, Man. like start us back when you were, when you were younger. Oh, well, so, so first off, you know, I grew up in a single family household. So raised by my mom. Um, and I think I just automatically assumed my dad was good with money. Like at a young age, I assumed he was good at, with money because he worked at a bank. So I just assumed, okay, he works at a bank. He must be good with money. Um, right. I mean, right. But yeah. then not until like I was at an age to where I'd be like, oh, well, dad, you know, what do you do? He wasn't like a teller. He was like in the back office with like, you know, back in the day when people wrote checks and you had to like separate all the checks after they've been cashed. And remember how, I mean, I don't know. And this was way long ago, but we would get those, those canceled checks back in the mail as our receipts. So he was that guy that was in the back office separating all the checks and making sure everybody got their checks after they've been cashed. So then I'm like, okay, so is he really good with money or what? Well, yes, he was good with money. He would save a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think, I mean, you know, he was born in Mexico, you know, came over here at a young age. So I don't even think my grandparents taught their kids about, you know, money and investing and stuff like that. Um, so long story short, regardless, like being raised by mom, mom was the worker bee. Mom was always at work, working really, really hard. And even though she worked really, really hard, I just remember not being able to have everything that I wanted. Now, I will have to say this. Those around me said that I was spoiled, but I don't ever recall that being right. I don't re I don't recall that ever being true because I remember cousins that were my same age. They got way more, way more than I did growing up. So I'm like, I can't be spoiled. Like, cause that's uh, like, to me, like that looks spoiled. I remember being poor. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> well, spoiled, spoiled is subjective, right? I mean, it, it yeah. is it's relative to who you're talking about. I mean, people used to say, um, I was spoiled um, because I didn't um, get as many. Um, I didn't get as much trouble as other kids, and 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 not. I wasn't like I didn't have more money or nothing. It's I didn't get much trouble. The only reason why is because I listened. That was it. Like if they said don't go here, I didn't go. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Oh, you're spoiled. Look at this kid. Like, but that, you know it's so weird. Like no, that doesn't right. Like I guess everybody's perception is different, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, so long story short, like I just felt you know. It's so crazy because our household didn't talk about money. So I didn't know until I was probably about eighth grade going into ninth grade where then the vocabulary started changing amongst my peers. And they were like, well, are you lower class? Are you middle class? And I'm like, mm. what is that? Like, like, what is that? Like, I don't even know. Like, what does that mean? Blue collar, white collar? Like, what does that mean? Like, we didn't talk about money. So all I knew is we had a roof over our head, food on the table, clothes on my back. We're good. Like, 
that's what financial security meant to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, we didn't grow, I didn't grow up with money. Um, I remember even just being, you know, in the household, you know, my mom going through different cars because when she bought a car, like it was a lemon, it would break down. And, you know, and that to me, like a struggle, right. Just to have to, you know, constantly get into a new transaction because a transaction that you got into just sucked. And then that's where I started becoming aware. And then here's what was the very pivotal moment Mm. was when I was in my junior year and I wanted to go to prom and it was no, because we can't afford it. Like we can't buy you a dress. And then I'm like, well, can they really not afford it? Or they just don't want me to go to prom. Mm. (laughs) So I just remember going to my dad Um, and asking him like, you know, Hey dad, like, you know, can I have some money? Like I want to go to prom. The ticket is this, you know, the dress is this shoes, you know, hair, makeup, like all that stuff. And he was like, Nope, Nope, we don't got money. And then, so then I basically made a proposal to him and I said, okay, well, if I can find a way to earn, to pay my way, can I go? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And I think he was just like calling my bluff, but your girl at 15 and a half got herself a work permit and started working at the mall and we made it happen. You did your Eva thing. I did. I'm like, (laughs) I want to go. Like my friends are going, like they get a limo, like I need to be there. So yeah, yeah, started working at 15 and a half at the mall. It's so funny how, how much our stories parallel. Um, because you know, like one of the, the, uh, when I started to realize we were broke was like when I was in elementary school and there would be all these jokes about cars, you know, like people would, would say you got a hoopty or, you know, mm-hmm. a Pinto. That a was one, a bucket, but it was a Pinto in particular, yep. right? A Pinto, right? Aww, and poor little our, Pinto. Yeah. They, they used to just <laughs> clown the Pinto, right? And, and it was a horrible looking car. And, you know, but I remember like one day coming home from school, <laughs> And looking in our driveway, and I was like, hold up. <laughs> Dad, do we got a pinto? <laughs> and we had a pinto. Oh, and I was like, uh-uh. oh no. Like, <laughs> like and it was, you know, it was he had he had a lots of different cars. We, we I don't know. I don't even know the story of that car, but I just knew it was in our driveway. It might have been my grandmother's. I don't know, but it was. In me, I was devastated. I was like, we're broke. We're so broke. Like, and, and I was, you know, sleeping on the floor and things like that. I, all that stuff didn't really seem too abnormal, but that in particular was like, wow, we're broke. Um, and so, and then also coming into high school for me, I made uh, varsity and I was playing basketball and I just, you know, was so excited about making varsity. And, you know, part of the whole thing is to get the gear and mm. get the new shoes. And at that time it was like the pennies. And they were like the Penny Hardaways and they were like super expensive. And I remember coming to my dad, like, and, and basketball was a big thing in my family. So everyone was really happy that I made varsity. Um, and I was like, yeah, we got to get these shoes. You know, everyone's getting the same shoes. And he was like, not you. Aww. I was like, what? I'm like, no, 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 no. I got to get these shoes. Like, there's there's no way around this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, no, nah, we can't. We, we can't afford it. Like, just can't do it. And it was, I think, I don't know. $180 or something like that, $200. I was like, no way. So I actually ended up working at 15. I started working um, because I was like, I am no way I'm showing up without those <laughs> shoes. So I started working. All right. So take it from there. So you start working. And yeah. so how, how, did, how did things change from there? Um, started working at the mall. 
um, men's clothing store. I mean, I pretty much applied everywhere. Like which one? Um, it was called Oak Tree. Okay, which was structure. Okay, yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I think they were like sister companies. There was like a chain of companies. Uh JW. Remember okay. JW? Uh-huh. So anyways, um, so I started working there because, you know, back then at the mall, I mean, I don't even know how you do it these days, but at the mall, you'd like walk in, get an application, fill it out, turn it in and wait for somebody to call you. Yep. Um, so I just remember like me and my, you know, girlfriends in high school. I'm like, well, I'm going to go get a job. And they're like, really? And they're like, OK, well, I'll come with you and let's just, you know, fill out applications. Let's see what happens. So, you know, so some of my friends got jobs at like uh, the other stores. So, yeah, started working in men's clothing, like customer service. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I just show up and you just teach me. and Let's just see how this works. And um, yeah, so sure enough, you know, held that job and all throughout high school. So all throughout my junior year, my senior year. Um, so I was with that company for probably about, yeah, like actually it was probably like a year and a half because after Oak tree, I then went to floor shine shoes, you know, fancy shoes for these guys. Right. And I must've been older gentlemen because they were dress shoes. They were like, really like, I just remember like, like wing tip, fancy dress shoes that were like $350. And I'm like, okay. And I started working there because my friend was working there. She became the assistant manager and they're like, Hey, you know, we need people like come work for me. And I'm like, okay. Um, so started working there. And then that's where, you know, a regular came in to buy these, you know, fancy shoes and, um, just helped him, you know, helped him, offered him customer service. And he was like, you know, you got some really good customer service skills. You know, my wife is about to go on maternity leave. And when she leaves, like, I know they're going to look to replace her for the time being. So, you know, why don't you, you know, he wrote down a a name and a phone number. He's like, why don't you give this, you know, girl a call? And it turns out that the lady that I called was the head of HR. And she's like, and just tell her that, you know, that, you know, me, and that I'm recommending um, that you, you know, get an interview. So, I called and I'm like, like, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I've always been like, okay, sure. Like, let's try it and let's see what happens. (laughs) Right. So I called and, you know, then they told me, you know, this was, you know, a credit counseling company and they're downtown San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, downtown San Francisco. And like, that sounds important. Mm -hmm. Right. You can wear Um, wear ring tips there. (laughs) I mean, you could, then nobody did, but you could. Um, But just the fact of like being, you know, downtown financial district, you know, tall buildings. I'm like, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, sure. I'll come in for an interview, came in, got hired on the spot. And then I started working at this company and like, I didn't know what it meant. Like I literally started answering phones and then, you know, they're like, oh, well, let's move you to this department. And then I did customer service. And then they're like, oh, well, let's move you to this department. Then I started getting trained to be a counselor. I didn't know what that meant. Like, all I knew is I would answer phones and I transfer the phones. Like, I didn't know who was calling, why they were calling. I would just, you know, back in the day, you'd like transfer manually and it goes to like different offices. Um, And then when I got to customer service in the customer service department, these were people that were calling in because they had accounts with them because they had consolidated their debt. 
This is where then I had to learn, okay, well, what is this company doing? How are they doing it? How are they helping people? Um, So, you know, these companies still exist. And this is where, you know, if you have a lot of credit cards and it becomes very overwhelming, you can go to, you know, companies like this. Mm -hmm. They would combine all of your debt together, give you one payment at, you know, one interest rate. Um, But it was a little bit different because it depends on who your creditors are that determines whether or not you get one rate or a lot of different rates. Um, but basically was helping people get out of debt more efficiently. Um, so then I got to learn about, well, what is that? Like credit cards? Like, what are those? How do those work? And then that's where they're like, oh, no, we're going to make you a counselor. Like, because I started asking yeah. a lot of questions and they're like, oh, like, are you interested in this? Like, OK, let's put you over here. And then that's where they just trained me about everything to do with personal finance, you know, the credit cards, how loans work, how money works, how debt works, you know, how to buy houses, cars, how to prevent foreclosures, how to prevent repos, all of that stuff. And I'm just like, man, like, where else do you go to learn about this stuff? Because I didn't (laughs) learn about it at home. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, how does this happen? Like, how does this turn into me just wanting to get money to go to prom. Yeah. Well, so that's, like, that's what I want to talk about. Cause I, I want to, I mean, I want to dig more into the whole counseling piece. Cause it's interesting that they would call you counselor. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. But the other part I want to dig in a little bit more is just that, okay, so you, you're now getting this education. Right. Yep. And I remember like the first time this is, this is not to have like a religious conversation, but I remember the first time I went to college and I uh, took a class called uh, Third World Religions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had only been raised Christian, like only knew that, right? Only, that's the only thing I knew. And then just to hear and learn about other religions and just like how they kind of came about and then the similarities, it just blew my mind. Like, I, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not, this is not like once again, but it just, I was just like, whoa, like right? I had it's no like, clue what? that all this existed and there's these yeah. different perspectives. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit about just like what, what that was like, like, you know, you're, you've never heard this stuff and all of a sudden, bam, you're getting dumped with like, this is the game. Yeah. Well, and I think, it is so cool because I started there at a young age. I mean, I was 17 when I started there. So like I had no, like no education about money. So I think getting in at an early age with literally a clean blank canvas so that what I learned stuck, but most importantly, I learned the right stuff. It wasn't like, you learn this, but no, 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 that wasn't the truth. It was really this. It was no, like top notch credit, financial education, like by the book, by the laws, by, you know, um, their parent company was the national foundation of consumer credit. So like they had like, you know, people above them that are making sure that people are learning right and learning the laws and all of this stuff. So for me, like I was soaking it all in. Cause I'm like, what? Like, this is how it works. Like, we're going to take all of that and just keep putting it in my back pockets and everywhere. Like, we're just going to hold on to this info. And then, you know, being in the, in that position and actually counseling people about money and, and, you know, Hey, you know, I just got a call from this creditor, you know, they're threatening to throw me in jail. Like, is that true? And I'm like, well, who's calling you? Well, first of all, like nobody can throw you in jail unless it's the IRS, but you know, they're going to be mean about it and try to scare you to make payments. So like, it was just, 
ah, just having all of that knowledge and then yes. talking to somebody and and in that's in panic mode because they're like, what do I need to do? Because I am not trying to go to jail today mm. <laughs> and being able to just calm them and let them know, like, here's the reality. Here's the truth behind what yeah. this is doing. So this is so this is the, the beautiful and really, really great thing about you, Eva. And I think this is what also we really try to get people to understand the difference between what it is to be uh, a part of the Empower You community, what it is to be a lion and what it is to be under your uh, guidance is that you yeah. are trained as a counselor, right? Yeah. You're trained to help us in a different, this is not no yeah. credit repair, quick it's hit, you know, totally do this form different. thing. This is a whole different understanding. And yes. if you think about what it means to be a counselor and what, what it takes to really kind of empathize, right. To really understand what people are going through, then also provide the appropriate solutions. This it gets, it gets deep. So I just not really so wanted to deep. go today <laughs> exactly because we actually have um, some really cool guests um, that are also yes. lions that we wanted to bring on. Um, but the reason why I kind of wanted to take you down that road of, uh, you know, how you started and kind of like, you know, how you evolved into your understanding now is because when I was talking to both of our guests, uh, they both missing their childhood and kind of like how that was a, a foundation for them in terms of, you know, maybe not under, not knowing things and then now evolving that kind of wanted them to kind of talk a little bit about that um, and how that transitioned into who they are now and how that's informing them and, and how they're moving forward, how it's impacting their family, um, their kids, their, their relatives and things like that. So that's a really cool um, thing I want to talk about today. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, Eva, can you introduce our guests uh, like you've done before? And then I will yes. jump back on and we'll get to talking to our guests today. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I've got two fabulous guests joining us today. Somebody that I've known for a very long time and somebody that I just met probably within the last year. Um, and this guy is, is just right there. Testament that, you know, you could know me for a really long time or not. And I'm just going to let these two fabulous ladies just share their stories on what, what they've experienced so far. Um, but just to, you know, kind of little, you know, give a little bit of details on who these people are. Um, we'll start with Miss Jessica, Jessica Olson. She, um, her kids and my middle son, I mean, they've been going to school since the fourth grade. Um, and you know, this school is, is, you know, it's like a little smarty pants type of school. So that's super dope. Right. But most importantly, this is where, you know, it was a smaller school because it was, you know, considered like a charter school and, you know, classrooms are a lot smaller, but what I loved about this is it allows us as parents to be able to bond more because of, you know, the size and even just the curriculum. Like I'd be on the phone, like girl, like can you help me? We got a field trip going on and I am like so not prepared. Um, so yeah, so her kids and my son, they went to school together. Um, so we've been knowing each other for about six, seven years, probably about now. And then we've got Jiggy, who I have just grown to know and to follow. And she's freaking amazing herself. I'm like, girl, I love you on Instagram. But I met her through um, a network through Eric Thomas and Breathe University. And um, and I'll let them just both share their experiences. However, let's start with Jessica, because Jessica, she she got she got crazy goals and she's actually on call right now. So she oh. might need to like pick up the phone. Oh. So we're going to make sure we go to her first. Okay. So, and hope that like that doesn't happen. 
<laughs> yes. Okay. Good to know. Thank you. All right. Okay, Jessica. All right. So yeah, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, kind of like, um, you know, similar to uh, to Eva, like how you guys started in terms of learning, like your found, basically your uh, um, financial education, right? You know, how, what was the foundation of that? Like, how, how was that? And then tell us about how, where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like Eva said, I met her roughly six, seven years ago, and I didn't know a lot about financial issues. You know, I was starting to learn a little bit because 20 years ago, when I met my husband, my my credit score was like 400. And that's mm. no lie. That's no mm. joke. It was mm. like 400. I didn't know what I was doing growing up. You know, I was never taught how to write checks or how to balance books or, you know, don't spend more than what you have. And, you know, we basically scraped by growing up. And, you know, I was, like Eva said, in a single, single parent home for a while um, until my stepdad came into play. And, it was tough. It was rough. We had a lot of kids, you know, and, and it was rough going. So I didn't learn anything until I was in and out of the military. And I was told in the military, save your money, save your money, save your money. Mm -hmm. You don't make money in the military, you know? Um, so I basically grew up going, okay, I can't do this. Watch me. I can't do this. Watch me. And mm -hmm. so when they, I was in the military and they said, save your pennies, you're not going to make money. And I was like, watch me. <laughs> um, you know, so I just kept going and kept going. But then when I met Eva years ago, I was like, no, I've got, I got to get to a whole new game here. Um, you know, and so just recently I've been sitting, sitting back watching and stuff. And I've been, I've been in MLMs with Eva and stuff and made money and I've got incomes coming in from different places and stuff, you know, multiple incomes. That's always, always mm -hmm. something, a good thing, you know, yep, yep. um, husband too, you know, he's got incomes coming in and it's something that we just thought, okay, our kids are older now. They're 17, 18. We got to figure this out and we got to be able to teach them the right way because we were never taught. Mm. Yep. Um, so yeah, I upped my game and I signed up for the empowerment group and the lines club. And I was like, all right, let's get this going. And so basically, and I met with Eva, I think the first time regarding this April 5th. Okay. Um, and so in 20 days, uh, we increased our credit, um, our credit limits by $45,000. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Okay, Jessica's about to like drop some bars right not, now. Like you're, you're ready with dates. You're not about to just run by that. No, no. You're you about to have a list. We got to stop right there. Hold on. Jessica's like, I don't play. Let me just drop it right quick. <laughs> I don't quick. play. I don't play. You increase your limits by $45,000 in 20 yes. days. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, okay. Let's, let's, and it would have been faster if I wasn't working so much, but let's be real. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Okay. All right. So, but here's the thing. Okay. So, number one, does this program cost $45,000? No. <laughs> okay. Nope. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, okay. All right. All right. So, we want to establish that. That's number one. All right. Yeah. Number two is, so what was the difference? Because, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've got my, my session and we've, you know, I want people to understand what the difference is. So what exactly, how did that happen? How did you get that, that increase? So basically over the last, you know, five, six years talking to Eva and stuff, she's like, no, know your worth, know your worth, know your worth. And I've been told that and told that and heard that and heard that and heard that. And so I increased my credit score from 400 to 
the 700 range and I've been back and forth between 700 and 800 for like three years now. Mm. And my goal has always been, you know, go from 400 to 800. I want to be that 800 range. I want to be the top of the barrel. I asked Eva when we started this, what is the top score that you can get? Cause that's what I want. <laughs> I want to be the top score. You know, I want to be the best of the best. So let's mm-hmm. get that. So that's kind of what I went. And she's like, girl, your credits are good now. Why aren't you doing this, this, and this? She's like, call them, ask them for an increase, see what you can get. And that's all I did. I called them. I got online. I typed in my info. I, you know, and I was still playing on the mentality that I was making $12 an hour. I was still playing on the mentality that I was working 20 hours instead of 60 plus hours. I was Mm. working on the mentality that I was still in my hometown, living in a trailer, Mm. scraping by. Mm. Um, And so Eva just flipped the script and she's like, no, get your mentality where it needs to be. Get your mentality where it belongs. Wow. Okay. Okay. You give me, you give me chills right here. Cause I'm just thinking, (laughs) I'm thinking about the fact that, um, because you said something so powerful there, this was available to you. Your credit score said that Mm -hmm. you, that you deserved it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you didn't know. Right. And and a lot of it was based on what you're telling me is kind of like what you knew in the past. You could, you know, you were kind of stuck there and then Eva was able to say, Hey, no, this is something different. Yep. And you deserve this. And then you just had to just go and follow the game plan and yep. boom. Yeah. Wow. She just laid it out there for me. And, you know, I'm one of those people that if I'm told, no, you can't do it, I do it. And then I'm also one of those people that are like, girl, what are you doing? You've got this available to you. Do it. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. So, okay. So that blew my little mind, $45,000, just bam, just like that. And that is, that's a lot of leverage, right? If you think about it, you know, for those who are thinking to themselves, like, you know, obviously it's not $45,000 cash. No. And and hopefully you, and Eva will tell you, don't go and spend that. Right. Oh no. But but the leverage and the power and also the safety net that it provides like instantaneously does something to you. You know what I mean? And, uh, okay. So tell us more. Cause it seemed like you were about to have a list. So go ahead with the list. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no. And this is just my doing 20 days, just 20 days after our first meeting. Okay. Okay. So I also increased my income by $3,000 by taking on a second job that I can Mm. do at home while I'm here with my family and still being able to care for my family and have conversations with my family and not miss out on that time. Um, so I increased my income by 3000, our net, um, amount per month increased by $2,130, mm. um, our revolving and student debt decreased by $7,342 and 17 cents. Can't Ooh, forget love, that 17 cents. It can make a difference. On it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just by rolling payments from one to another and, mm. you know, trying to decide where best to approach mm. because um, let's face it. I have student debt. I'm not, I, I was embarrassed about that before because life's like, okay, let's go to school. Let's get an education. You have to do this. You have to do this, have to do this. And mind you, I love what I do. I'm a nurse. Mm. I love what I do. I wouldn't change it for the world. But that student debt that comes along with that, that is ridiculous. Yes. It is absolutely ridiculous. And I've got three associate degrees. My student debt reflects that. Mm. It definitely reflects that. So, you know, it 
it's something that I had to sit down with Eva and figure out what best way to approach it. So approaching it a specific way helped reduce that revolving debt out per month, Mm. you know, and makes all the difference in the world when you want to spend extra money on something to reduce your debt. Yeah. So, yeah. And I earned $325 from Chase just by opening an account. There you go. (laughs) Free money. Free money. Love it. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Yeah. Okay. So Jessica, so the one thing that also I think is just amazing about your story is, so you went from, you know, kind of this, this place of, like you said, $12 an hour, you know, just kind of Mm -hmm. just thinking a certain limited way to now you're, you're being exposed and you're opening yourself up and you're like, wow, you know what? I need you know, more, right. I need more and I, need, yeah. I deserve more and I, I want to be more. number one. That's right. So tell us a little bit more about, cause I think you have an interesting story about how you recently purchased a car, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, which that couple- wasn't even on the game plan, by the way, <laughs> Okay, but, but no, we definitely no were talking auto, <laughs> auto loan strategies, but I think just because she has been exposed to the new level way of thinking, she was like, okay, wait a minute, Eva. So, okay, let me make a move. And she made a powerful move. Jessica, tell them, tell them what you did. Please tell the story. Yes. Yes. So a year and a half ago, I was working at a local hospital and I bought a Jeep because I wanted a Jeep. I deserved a Jeep. I got what I wanted. Um, Everything was perfect. But then fast forward to now, and I don't work at the hospital anymore. I work in homes and I work in an office that I travel to. So mm-hmm. I travel a lot. I drive a lot. And I started noticing that as the prices went up in gas, I was spending more money out than what I was really needing to. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, although I love my Jeep, I need to make the smart move and save money. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at what I could do to decrease my monthly payment, which was 710 to pay for this Jeep. I was paying $710 a month to pay for this Jeep, Ooh. which mind you, I went for the higher, I went for the higher so I could pay it's it off nice faster. Jeep. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it was fine. I was okay with it. I could make that money. I could make, I could pay the payments and I love my Jeep. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I started looking, my son's going off to college. My daughter's going off to college next year. I'm paying out $710. How can I reduce that and pay off something faster? How can I reduce my my cost in gas and pay off stuff faster. So I started doing research on cars and I landed on a Prius. Mind you, I'm only 36. Whoever thought that a Prius would be in my mind? No, thank you. I grew up thinking Priuses. Come on now. Who's driving a Prius? But man, you start looking at those gas mileages (laughs) and, um, I found a Prius hybrid plug-in that you can get 133 miles per gallon. Sometimes I drive up to 300 miles a day. Uh, No brainer. Let's be real. No brainer. Mm -hmm. 
So I started looking around and I found a couple cars that I liked and some of them were more expensive because dealerships mark up cars mm-hmm. and some of them were right what I wanted. Well, I thought, okay, if I take this beautiful Jeep in that's got low mileage on it, that's been well taken care of and I get a cost for it, then maybe they'll, they'll give me a deal. They'll work with me here, you know, and I found a car. Um, I'm not going to say which dealership it was because I don't want to throw them under the bus. (laughs) (laughs) No need, no need, no need to do that. Yep. I don't know. It might've been a bad day for them. So I, I got prices on my Jeep well ahead of time. I knew what my Jeep was worth. Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted for it and I, what I owed for it. So I went in to all these places knowing I wasn't going to take anything less than 35,000 for Mm -hmm. my Jeep because my Mm -hmm. Jeep was top of the line Jeep. Yep. And so I took it into this one dealership because I found the car that I wanted at the price that I wanted. And I knew that was my car. That's the car I wanted. Took it in there, asked him for a price. And he came back and he's like, oh yeah, I'll give you 30,000 for it. And I was like, ha, uh, no, no. <laughs> and he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, no, you're lowballing me. And he's like, no, no. I said, dude, you're lowballing me. And mind you, I went in to do this. I didn't go in with mm. my husband. Yeah. I didn't go in with a friend. I went in to do this. Mm-hmm. So I knew, I knew what it was worth. I knew what yeah. I deserved. I knew what was going on. I've yeah. worked on cars. Mm-hmm. I understand how this business works. Mm. So I, I just told him, I said, you're lowballing me. And he's like, no. And I was like, yeah, I've gotten prior close to this. And, and he says, well, Ma'am, if you knew anything about cars, you would Ooh. know. And I was like, hold on. I was like, would you say this to my husband? Would you say <laughs> oh. this to my husband and just blank stare. Oh, like, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, we're done here. We're done here. Yeah. I'm good. And I walked out. And so I went and I double checked close by. I was like, okay, can you tell me my price of my Jeep? And he's like, yeah, sure. 36000 I was like, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Just making sure. So I got that price for my Jeep. And then I was like, no, I'm going back to get my car. I'm going to go get that car. And I'm going to show them what this Jeep is worth. So they knew what my Jeep was worth. And I went back and got my car. And so when I went in there and I said, I want these deals that you got going on. And I want the extra $900 credit that you've got for, you know, this, this, and this. And he's like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, we don't advertise that. And I was like, I want that credit. Mm. And he's like, "Oh, oh, okay. So let's get some paperwork going. He was kind of dumbfounded and was like, okay, who's this shit coming in here? So, I don't know. So that usually means let's run your credit. That's usually when yeah. they, when they yeah. 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 He's like, well, we'll give you an estimate on what your payment's going to be based off of average credit and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, my, my credit's not average. And mm. he's like, okay, well, we'll give you this first. And so of course he's like, he's like, okay, your payment's going to be like six, $700 a month because it's a 30,000. And I was like, no. Nah. No, no. Hold on. So Jessica, hold on. Cause I feel like you, you, you know, the answer to this cause you, 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 you know, you come so prepared. So what, I mean, what is your credit? Do you, do you, do you mind saying? My credit is 709. My FICO score is 797. Ooh, Ooh she said my FICO. So not, not yeah. your credit karma. Is that as you, <laughs> no, as you, <laughs> no, no, my credit karma is much lower. Not worth it. So it's real. No. So you That's knew your score. Yes. And you knew when they ran your credit, what it was going to be. Yes. And, that, yep. and, and you knew based on that, what you deserved. Yes. Mm. And I knew 
I had already gotten a pre-approval offer through my credit union too, mm. you know, because I follow Eva's steps. Let's be real. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> so I came in there with a loan offer, knowing what I could get, what I was worth, what my payment was going to be, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And so they quoted me at the very lowest that they could go was 3.99. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I got a 3.44. Mm. And he's like, um, okay. And so of course it's like, let's do some paperwork and we will send it over to them and we'll see if you're really pre-approved. And I was like, all right, we're my credit. Let's do this. And so we're sitting down and he's like, okay, your credit came back good. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, ma'am, is your, he's like looking around and he's like, is your co-signer here? And I was like, <laughs> oh my I goodness. To him and I was like, co-signer. I was like, <laughs> I was all, sir, you ran my credit and looked at my income. And he goes, oh, I, I assume that income was a joint income. And I said, no, sir, wow. I do not need or do I need a cosigner? Mm. And that's my income. He uh, said, well, uh, all right, then let's get you rolling. <laughs> what? Oh, my goodness. And here's the thing, because, I mean, you, you are married, right? You, you said you said before, I am married, right? yes. Yeah, but, but the cool thing, Eva talks about how, you know, if you can do it by yourself, do it by yourself. And there's there's legit strategy and reasons for that. It is so powerful that you, oh man, that story is just amazing. I mean, you just standing firm, knowing who you are, knowing you got all your ducks in a row and demanding what you deserve. And yeah. oh my goodness. So long story short, you got the Prius. I got the Prius and I got all of my, <laughs> I got all of my ducks in a row and I got all my discounts. And then even <laughs> though my pre-approval letter came back at 3.44, I got my final approval of 3.34. So even though they were quoting me at 3.99 with a $700 payment, blah, blah, blah. I have a $400 payment. Yes. Wow. Oh, so my I went from a 710 to a 400. So with a better interest rate. <laughs> Oh my God! This okay, <laughs> Jessica. That is an amazing story. Um, so to, to before we wrap up with you and go to Jiggy, tell me, like, what would you, what would you say to that young lady um, that was making twelve dollars an hour, who, you know, couldn't imagine where you are now? What 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 advice would you would you would you say to her? Don't listen to the haters. Keep on fighting for what you believe in and mm. what you deserve. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Jessica. That that's an amazing story. Oh my goodness. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Dude, that's that posture. It's the she had all the right information, all of the right coaching, knows knew what her worth was, knew mm. the value of the vehicle. Like, dude, she killed it. Like everything that I talk about on these podcasts or online, like Jessica literally did everything that I always preach about. Mm. And this is why she won in that transaction. Mm. And she not and might I add, I will save $3,000 a year on gas. Hey, just winning on top of winning. And I'm sure there's like a tax rebate incentive because you oh, yeah. there are plenty. Uh, electric, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Go. All right. Thank you, Jessica. All right, Jiggy. All right, you are up. You. <laughs> you are up, Jiggy. Wow. Um, let's hear, let's hear your story. Let's hear about you. And if if you don't mind, I would love for you to kind of start, you know, with your foundation, right? You're your foundation around finance and kind of like where that began and kind of how you've evolved to where you are now. 
Yeah, um, but before I get started, I have this tiny mic here for Miss Jess, and I'm just gonna drop it because wow, that was <laughs> also. I'm just over here laughing, listening to her story because I read it in the Facebook group, and I'm like, man, this woman's a gangster. She's a gangster. <laughs> but then I'm also thinking like. This whole time I'm telling Miss Eva, like, I want a Jeep this year. I want a Jeep this year. And she's like, now she's talking. And I'm like, do I? Do I? I don't know about a breeze. No, but, um, <laughs> I'm going to have to rethink my strategy. Um, okay. So as far as my story goes, the foundation. Um, so I grew up in South Korea. I was born and raised there. And there, um, the culture that I was surrounded by, was basically um, this, I hate saying this, I hate to say it, but looking back, it's a lot of scarcity mindset that's normalized. And you don't realize that a scarcity mindset because that's the country that we live in. It's the norm. Mm -hmm. So when I say scarcity mindset, it's more so like we reuse everything. We make the use, the most use out of something possible. So even if it's like a rag, it's like we get old t-shirts and use it as a rag and to clean the house um and that was the norm mm. and my only idea of what wealth might look like is when titanic was on tv and i would see all these white people on a boat and you know they look rich and therefore in my mind i'm like oh okay so that's what wealth looks like in mm. america you got to be white and you're on a boat and you just go somewhere and everybody's wearing fancy suits and that's what wealth looks like mm. um there are wealthy people in korea it's just that i didn't have any like access to yeah. seeing what that even looks like um and also i think that i grew up with the mindset that to be wealthy it has to be in the family bloodline um mm. so as far as like dynasties goes basically um it has to be within the family wealth and so if you were born into a family that's not that well off that's just how it is for the rest of your life and that's the story for the rest of your life yeah. um but i didn't really know all this because to me it was all normal what we were doing mm -hmm. um growing up i also hated money I hated money because of what it did to my parents' relationship. And I grew up just watching them argue and fight all the time. And I have this very distinct memory of them. Like one, one, one time it got, it almost got really physical too. I remember my brother and I had to like separate them physically, like push them away from each other because they were mm -hmm. arguing so much about finances. And so I grew up hating money because I said that I hate what it does to people. I hate mm -hmm. this power narrative that people have. I hate that it can separate families and just, uh, in order to be happy, you have to have money. Yeah. Um, in order to have freedom, you have to have money. And so I hated money growing up. And that's just kind of how it has always been. Uh, once I moved mm -hmm. to America, my dad stayed in Korea in order to work and provide for the family and send us money. So whenever I needed money for something, um, I had to ask for permission. But with asking for permission comes scolding and mm -hmm. disciplining me. And questioning me, like, what do you need it for? Why do you want that or need mm -hmm. that? Just questioning literally everything that I wanted. And so I grew up basically just trying to stay away from never asking for anything in life. Mm -hmm. And so now here I am growing up thinking that I don't really deserve things. Mm -hmm. And if I did, like, I have to work really, really, really hard for it. And so then my work ethic is crazy because <laughs> I'm spending all of my life thinking that I need to earn everything and work mm -hmm. extra. Um, but the more I grew up and the harder I worked, I'm just kind of looking around and I'm like, okay, there are definitely people who are working less harder than I am and they still have more money. And mm -hmm. so then I started to hate money even more. Because <laughs> I was just like, what? like, why can't I have this, you know? <laughs> so 
hard and all this and that and third and like work working hard is not a problem for me but I'm just like okay I know for sure like this homie next to me works less harder than I do and like why does he have more than I do why does his family have more than I do um and that all just translated to like even if I did want to work uh when I was 13 14 15 years old my mom just kind of like wouldn't let me um I had to get like a work permit and Mm -hmm. a social security number and like you know I'm still not a a citizen here I'm still Mm -hmm. I'm just a permanent resident right now Mm -hmm. and this whole process of being able to work in America and things like that was really complicated but at the same time I was ready to work Mm -hmm. yo you don't have to give me money I'll earn my own money let me work Mm -hmm. but I wasn't allowed to do that because all I had to focus on was school and a pluses and extra credits <laughs> and honor society and getting into a greek school and so that's all i could focus on and once i was able to work again i worked once i was able to work i worked a lot and mm. i worked with great excellence i got promoted like like that like i'm not i wasn't surprised i just wanted to make more money um but at the same time i saw that even though i was making money my mentality was still different from that of my friends, yeah, my friends who were able to work since they were 13 years old, my friends who got a big allowance all the time, my friends who aren't afraid to spend money on Jordans when we were in high school. Like I grew up just like, what do I need Jordans for? I don't need it. I might want it, but I don't need it. Mm. And so I'm spending only money on things that I need and prioritizing my money for the things I need, like paying bills. And I do believe that's really important. But at the same time, I have this constant mindset of like, I have to earn everything Mm -hmm. and I'm not basically allowed to spoil myself. Like I'm not really allowed to like enjoy buying things or having things because I always have this other bill to pay. So Um, so talk, so talk, talk to me a little bit about kind of like, that transition because like so that was a foundation right so that that was kind of the thinking um you know growing up and so how has that evolved uh in, in what ways especially with now you you know being exposed to uh you know the power you community and also the lions club um so the first time i was exposed to the positive angle of money let's say that i've heard of books like oh the rich dad poor that all that Mm -hmm. i've heard of those books but i was just like you know those books are for like those kind of people it's not for me it's never going to happen for me the first time i was exposed to a different angle of looking at money was when i was 23 or 24 years old i had this guy who is was my mentor and we had a conversation about money and he said you know i know you have your relationship with money let's talk about it and he said what why do you hate money so much and i told him why the parent story and then he was like okay, but was that money's fault that your parents were arguing so much? Or is it their lack of education and financial literacy that they were getting into arguments so much? Is mm-hmm. it, was it their lack of education? Was it their lack of responsibility for their financial, you know, wellness? And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know what? Like, it's not, obviously it's not money's fault. It's, <laughs> it was, And I'm not saying it was my parents' fault either. Mm-hmm. It's just that we were literally not surrounded by any yeah. education. That's just the culture. That's right. It's just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. We were surrounded by what we only know. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not p- pointing fingers and blaming my parents. It's, it's, mm-hmm. It just is what it is. But that really brought light to like, OK, you know what? If we were to look at the positive side of money, it can help people. It can help 
countries. It can do well for other people. It can bring me happiness in a way that I can provide for myself as well as helping helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though he told me that and it hit hard and I was like, wow, you know, money is not this evil thing. And it's about what you do with it and how you use it. Uh, at the same time, it still wasn't like practical steps enough. Like, okay, switching my mindset, that's cool. And, you know, reconditioning your brain is something that you constantly have to work on for years and years. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I mean, that the mentorship re- relationship kind of fell off. And so I didn't have somebody just kind of like guiding the way for me. Um, and that's when Miss Eva came into the picture. And um, now I have practical steps and practical steps are really important to me because I'm a step-by-step kind of person. Mm. Um, I need everything to be practical. I need everything to be reachable, obtainable, um, and also reassurance that it's all possible, that I am deserving of those things. Mm. Um, And that it's, again, that it's possible, that it's not just my narrative. You know, I have to change my own narrative. Um, It starts from the inside and apply to all of my actions on the outside. Mm. So, and so so talk to me a little about that. So, how, I mean, you know, in terms of the steps you've taken, has anything changed in terms of, you know, since you've, you know, become a lion and been a part of the community? Okay, so my story isn't like, I, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My 40 something thousand yeah. dollars, <laughs> you know, $7,000 here, 3000 dollars My story's not like that at all. It's all good. However, However, I think what is important is that like each of our journeys are different. And I think what's so important about Miss Eva and her community is that like no matter what your journey looks like and no matter what your goals look like, like I don't have a family to I don't have kids. I don't have I'm not even married. You know, Mm -hmm. I all of my money is for me right now. Mm -hmm. And so my goals (laughs) and my journey can look differently, um, differently than anybody else. And so it's what I love about the community is that it's not about comparing not it's not about comparing more so as like influence and inspiration that's right um i don't here's the thing i think that as human beings it's it could be very natural to see somebody else succeed and say like ah like hate on them and just be like ah what the heck like why can't i have that Mm -hmm. but in this community i'm more so like yo that inspires me that it can't happen for me absolutely i still want my jeep miss des but (laughs) maybe i can figure it out but um I hear Miss Desisori and I'm just like, I can't, I can't wait for that to happen for me. Yeah. I can't wait to be able to get back on a podcast and say something like that. Yeah. Um, it will happen. Yes. <laughs> and um, what else? What also what? the things that have happened um, for me. So my steps more so look like uh, fixing my credit and paying off my credit card debt, as well as starting my own business and building business credit, which I didn't even know these terms before I, I met Miss Eva. And mm. I was like, these are terms that you don't even learn like directly from just Miss Eva. You can just be on the Facebook group and see these words pop up and you get curious. And so it doesn't even have to be about Miss Eva. It can be just yeah. about the community. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, fixing my credit, I used to have excellent credit. I used to be in the 700 Club when I was in the early 20s, graduating from college. I got my first credit card and they told me, okay, just use it, pay it off every month and you're good. 
Mm-hmm. And so that's all I did. I didn't know why. I never understood like <laughs> what it means to build credit. I just did what people told me to do. I used to be in the 700 Club. I'm 21 years old. And um, what had happened was throughout <laughs> life, life happened. My ambitions got bigger. Um, things, this life battles happened. I don't have parents to rely on. My mother passed away and all of these things. And so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just like completely on my own at this point. If anything ever happens to me, I don't have parents home to go back to. You know, everything is on my own. And the pressure really just, kept building on as the credit card debt started to build on. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working hard. I was working really hard, but apparently that wasn't enough. Working hard <laughs> isn't enough to just make more income apparently. Um, and so those credit card debts just started to build up and up and up. And at this point, it just got really overwhelming. Um, but with Miss Eva, I'm switching this narrative that I am capable of paying it off. Yeah. What's hard about that mindset is that I it's not like I have a job where I have a steady income to be able to say, I have steady income from working. Therefore I can pay off my debt by this and the X, Y, Z time. I'm like, I'm starting my own business. My income is very inconsistent, especially in the beginning. So even like when Miss Eva and I started working, I was like, please don't judge me. (laughs) But like things are like not looking so hot and consistent right now, but that's, you know, obviously the place that I would like to get to. But yeah, when it comes, uh, it's about paying off my credit card debt. I'm about to pay off my first one. It could have been a hey, last week, but hey. Chase is acting up. And they're going <laughs> to hear from, I'm going to pull a Miss Jess and I'm going to pull up at Chase hey, Bank tomorrow. They're going to hear from me. <laughs> but um, other than that, uh, because of Miss Eva, I was able to learn what it, it's like to work with a CPA. You know, um, I wouldn't have known what a CPA even was or how to even access them if if it wasn't for her. Um, I opened up, I registered my business. I had like a legitimate business now. And this entire time I was scared Mm. of having my own business because of the taxes and the paperwork. And Mm. I didn't want to get in trouble with the IRS. And therefore I was holding myself back from my dreams Mm. and obtaining what God's purpose was for me. And so with the guidance of Miss Eva and the CPA, I was able to register my business. I have that business now. I was able to open up a business bank account because Miss Eva has this super dope connect named Sasa. Sasa. And he's great. And what I really needed was like, again, I keep saying this, but like reassurance and Mm. positive affirmations and things like that. So like having somebody like Miss Eva was a high eye, very energetic, very hopeful, very encouraging. So is Safa. Like he's, oh my God, you feel his energy through the phone. I felt so, (laughs) I don't feel scared anymore. And I think that's a really important thing for me. Like I don't feel scared anymore. Oh God. Mm. I'm not going to cry. I don't care. Um, I don't know. Would you? It's you okay. got this. You got this. I hate that. Like so much of my life, I have to have mentors to guide me. It sucks. It really does. Like I wish that I just had parents I could go to for advice, but I don't. And. I hate it, but at the same time, man, God is so good, and He just surrounds you with people that you really need to get to where you need to. That's right. Um, and you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm late. I'm I'm late in my steps because here are my friends who got money. They're buying houses now. They're getting proposed to and married now, and they're you know. 28 29 years old we're all growing up now we're 
becoming adults now and having responsibilities now. And my friends know about like stocks and crypto. And I'm like, how do you know about that? And I know, mm-hmm. and I feel late. Mm-hmm. But when I get plugged into a community where I'm like, I see other older adults uh, <laughs> who might have a story of their adults own. Adults that, that are 40. Or even like 50 and Breathe University, you know, and I, yeah. it reassures me like there's no right or wrong timeline. It's just about mm-hmm. taking the steps, surrounding yourself with the right people. It's about education. It's not about age because the older you get doesn't mean that you get more wise. That's not true. Just because mm-hmm. you're older doesn't mean you're wiser. Mm-hmm. It's about access to education and information about surrounding yourself with the correct community with enthusiasm and a lot of support and love and like truly genuinely wanting well well for one another and goodness for one another i think that's really important for the well-being and growth of an entire community so jiggy you know what i really love about your story um you know and the thing is like when we when we do these things you know it's it's not necessarily to like you know have some kind of like highlight reel where you know because i didn't i mean believe it or not i did not know jessica was going to say that uh that's news (laughs) to me i don't know i mean eva maybe knew that but i didn't know that and so uh and I'm the one who manages all this stuff, by the way. Like, you know, so um, that wasn't a part of it. And really, like, part of this is really, we want to hear from you. We really want to hear your stories, how they are. Like, because we're not trying to be anything that we're not. Like, we we, we know that this stuff, uh, in terms of the information, is super powerful and it's life-changing. We know that. But in terms of how it changes your life in particular, we don't know how that's going to happen, right? Um, but we do know that if, if if you are open to it and you follow the steps, you're going to be able to live life on your own terms. Notice that we don't dictate the terms. We don't tell you this is how you should live your life or this is the things you need to have. We're just trying to say that if you do these things, you will now have the options available to you that you didn't have before. And that's what we want for everybody. So it's going to look totally different. So the main thing about your yeah. story, Jiggy, I can relate to it a lot in a lot of ways because I'm a, I'm a high S and high C so I'm I'm also very cautious. I'm 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 you know I gotta get all the details. I'm you know and for me too. I started off with an amazing credit score. I had a, you know if you guys sometimes hear my story, I'm, I had a 750 and I was doing really well and I was a principal and I you know making tons of money and but also didn't understand um, you know <laughs> how to manage all this stuff. So it kept piling up. And right now, what I'm going through actively right now is is recovering from that. I don't share that a lot. Why? Because I'm a high S high C. So I don't, I'm not like Eva. I'm not just going to give all my business out there. It's going to come in little chunks, you know, but one day we talked about this. I will tell my whole story one day, but I'm still in the midst of it myself. Right. So um, I don't have a story like Jessica right now. Right. You know, I, I you know, that I'm still uh, recovering. Um, so hats off to you though. You know, you have, I look at your shirt, you know, vulnerability is dope. That's awesome, mm. right? I That's really a plug. appreciate. Get your shirt. Hey, hey, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I should be coming. Contact you if you need that shirt. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just love your story. And I love your vulnerability. And I love that you shared it because there's so many people that can relate to you. That, and I want people to, to, to what you, what I want people to understand and hear from Jiggy's story is that it doesn't have to be perfect like that. It, you don't. This being a part of the Lions Club doesn't necessarily mean that you will you know, flick a switch and all of a sudden you got 800 score. Not the point. The point Mm -hmm. is to be educated, to be empowered, to now know what you need to be doing. Because my road just, you know, everyone's road is different. I've been knowing even now for what, a year and a half now? We, I still ain't on the other side of this thing yet. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that's my journey. It's just taking some time, you know, things have happened, but it's all good. I'm still, I'm still here. We're still going to keep going. And you know what? For sure. One thing I have learned 
And one thing I'm hearing from Jessica and from you is that we understand what we deserve. We understand Mm -hmm. that there is, you know, what we want, we can have, right? The only thing that was missing was the education, right? Just the exposure. So I I thank you for that. Absolutely. I'd like to add, Jiggy, you know, it's people like you who give me that hope and give me that drive, you know, that power and that emotion and that feeling that you have behind everything that makes everything go. That makes me work harder because, you know, you deserve everything that you get. You deserve it all. And don't sell yourself short because you're doing amazing Mm. and you've got the powerhouse behind you to support you. We are all here for you. And we've all been there. We will all be there again. I'm sure, you know, life is not a straight and narrow. It doesn't go up always, but you will get there. And you are the reason that it keeps pushing me and, you know, hats off to you. Thank Mm. you for sharing. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So Jiggy, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eva. Yeah. And it's, and you know, it's so important because just like you said, every person is different. Every financial situation is different. And, um, and it's so important to celebrate all of the wins, you know, I mean, I remember when you had that you went Facebook live in, in the BU group and how, and I'm going to lie, I screen recorded it. Cause I'm like, I need to have this video forever in my phone yes. because the excitement of you just saying, I created a business and now it's legit. And I've got my business bank account and I'm, and I'm literally getting all my ducks in a row and how that was such a huge accomplishment. Like we cannot downplay that. Like there are Mm. still people in this world that don't know why they should be creating an LLC or a corporation or what those tax benefits are or, or by taking that step, all the abundance that's coming and, and look like guys, like Jiggy ain't even sharing everything. Like, dude, she's a blue belt in jujitsu. She (laughs) just got like a high ticket paid for a speaking engagement. Like it's coming and and it's these little steps, these little steps, laying the foundation, getting these little steps in so that you can have everything that's coming to you. Mm -hmm. And you said it so perfectly in that live video was, was, and you can probably say it way better than what I'm about to say it, but you basically said something like, I am now putting myself in position and God sees that. God is recognizing that. Mm. And he's like, let me feed her because, you know, mm-hmm. she was hungry, but she wasn't ready. And mm. one way that we can confirm that she's ready is by making sure she's got her business entity created, making sure she's got that business bank account so that that business income can come in mm. and continue to grow. Mm. So yes. no, we celebrating all the wins. You don't need, you know, the, the, the big dollars in the bank account. I mean, it'd be nice. Right. But that's not what we celebrate. We celebrate mm-hmm. all growth. That's we right. celebrate getting the information that's going to allow us to change the situation and allow us to become better a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. So absolutely. Like, don't feel like, you know, my friends have this or this people. We love mentors. We, mm-hmm. I love mentors. And I will continue to pay people for their experiences because that's how we grow. 
mm-hmm. can learn from other people's experiences. We just got to find those right people to pour into us to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, well Jiggy, I'm going to, um, you know, ask you the same question, uh, how I ended with, with Jessica, just like, you know, like where you are now and kind of looking back to, you know, the young Jiggy, uh, as you were growing up and kind of understanding money. Cause there's a lot of people that can relate to you in terms of how they grew to understand money, the relationship they have with money. Um, just like you, I had this, uh, disdain towards money because of the lack that I had and also being like, you know, I'm, I understand how talented I am. Why don't I, what does my bank account reflect how talented I am? Um, so I understand it. So what would you say to that young Jiggy, um, especially, you know, where you are now? Oh my God. I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, I would say that money is everywhere. Money is available and you can make as much money as you want to. And I'm saying that because now as an entrepreneur, like you can literally create anything you want and mm-hmm. make money off of it. <laughs> like You can literally <laughs> do anything. And the crazy thing about that is like, what I'm learning more and more about entrepreneurship and seeing other people is that like people don't buy, okay, you can have a crap product and still make so much money <laughs> just by the confidence behind it, just by the marketing <laughs> behind it. Like, I mean, in the speaking program that I'm at, it's like, you can put a price on yourself. There there are great speakers who don't charge a lot because they, they don't think that they deserve it. Yeah, but then nice. there are like, kind of like, okay, speakers and they charge so much more. And it's like, why? And whether they great, put on a great presentation or not, who cares? They still got, they got paid. They don't care. <laughs> right. It's, it's the confidence behind it. It's the yeah. belief behind it. And it's just, it's, it's the, the mentality, the posture, the mindset behind it. It's like, that's right. Money is everywhere. It's available. You just gotta do, just make something happen and go for it. That mm-hmm. is amazing. And so, I, I mean, I think that's an amazing, amazing segue, especially for uh, Eva to, to give us, you know, her last thoughts before we end it. But yes, money is in abundance. And that's one thing that actually I had to, that was one thing that actually kind of freed me. I'd say I'm, I'm still evolving into it, but this is what I want to talk to Eva. We're going to talk to you, talk about this later. But the, this idea of, of how much abundance it is, is still kind of like new to me, but I'm really opening up. But it's, I've been uh, so, so appreciative of Eva. She's been helping me, like even to see, you know, even more and more in terms. She always says that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, you know, Eva, Eva over here claiming certain amounts of money for me, you know, but it's funny when she does it, it ends up happening, you know, and I'm like, it's coming. So, um, so anyway, um, just amazing advice, amazing word there. Um, so Eva, if you could, you know, just, just talk to us a little bit one last time, uh, golden nugget for those people who started off, you know, in their childhood, kind of thinking money a certain way, kind of, you know, stuck, like feeling like, man, is this really for me? Like, can I really have this stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, talk to them and, and share with them a little bit about, you know, what, what's possible. Absolutely. Guys, whatever your past is about money know that it can be better. Money is everywhere. I tell this to the lions all the time. Like money is everywhere. You just got to figure out how to go get it. 
You know, I love, you know, when Grant Cardone says, who got my money? Who got my money? Like, I got to go these places because they've got my money. And it's so true. It is having that posture and that mindset, knowing what you're worth. And if you don't even think you're worth that, surrounding yourself amongst the right people that says, oh, no, girlfriend, you are worth this. You are worth way more than this. You are worth that 850 credit score. You are worth that 3.49% interest rate. You are worth creating an LLC, even if you spent more of your life working at a job. Why? Because you've got talents, you've got skills. And once you know what those talents and skills are, and you can put a dollar on it, people will pay. Just like what Jiggy said, there are people out here that have not so nice products, but they're making money. You can't hate on them. There's a reason why people are paying them for their product services or knowledge. Why can't you do the same? You absolutely can. You just got to get amongst the right people with the right information that's going to pour into you to allow your mindset to shift. So guys, whatever your ugly past, not so nice emotional situation is about money, you got to get with the right people. Surround yourself with those that have had those experiences that can counsel you and mentor you into greatness because money's everywhere. Just got to go out and get it. All right. Well, thank you, Eva. Thank you, Jiggy. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.